Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! Hey y'all, welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids Podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. It means so much to me that you're listening today. Thank you for being here and spending this time with me, especially if this is your first time listening. I just want to say welcome. Don't forget to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have the kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. And today our kids segment features my friend from Ukraine. Well, it has been a crazy couple weeks in the world, seeing things on the news about the conflict in Ukraine and seeing sad or scary things on the news, it's, it's tough. And for some people, it brings up a lot of worry and anxiety. I have friends in Ukraine who are dealing with a lot and I'm sad for them and I'm praying for them. As a family, we're having conversations about what's happening and the worry and hurt that goes with it, it how to deal with all of these feelings of anxiety. So I am really thankful that God provided this opportunity to talk with Karis Snyder. Karis is a Christian communicator who shares the hope found in Christ as an author, speaker, and certified coach. She shares from her own experiences of overcoming anxiety and depression. Her desire is to help people of all ages with their faith and mental health journey. She's the author of Anxiety Elephants 31 Day Devotional and her brand new books, which just came out this week, Anxiety Elephants 90 Day Devotional for Tween Boys and Tween Girls. I am really thankful that we get to talk about anxiety today, and I hope this helps you. So here is my conversation with Karis Snyder. Karis Snyder, I am so delighted to have you on the Collide Kids podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, will you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. So like you said, my name is Karis Snyder. If you guys can hear it, I am from the South. I am from <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> and uh, my husband and I, we've been married almost 18 years. That's so cool to say that out loud. I have two daughters. I have a newly teenager, Zoe, just turned 13, and then Allie, who is nine. And we do also have a fur child. For those of you who have a dog, you totally get it. Uh, <laughs> He is a mini golden doodle. His name's Cooper Hash Brown because he really is the color of a tater tot. I mean, he is like a hash brown. Um, so that's a little bit of our family. Uh, we've been in Alabama. I've grown up here. Um, I am a speaker. I'm an author and I'm a certified life coach as well. And I've been speaking quite a bit over the past probably 15 years. And I share a lot in that speaking just about my own um, life, dealing with anxiety, depression, overcoming that and how God moved and worked. And then he said, okay, let's write. Let's do something that you weren't wanting to do. That wasn't your plan. Uh, My plan was to have my own daycare. And I did that. I have a child development degree from the University of Alabama. And I did that for a whole year. And then I was like, okay, Lord, they can have it back. Um, and then I love children. It was great. Um, but all the other stuff that went into it was really difficult. So then he said, how about we go my way? And, uh, I've been enjoying speaking and writing books over these past few years. And it's been a fun, um, never know where you're going, twist and turn kind of ride. I know you guys get that, but I love that. Um, 
God's with me on the journey and he is many, many steps ahead of me and right here with me in the moment. I love that. That's awesome. And I love that, you know, you, you fulfilled your dream, what you thought was your dream. <laughs> yes. And I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to move on from that. I made lots of great memories, learned some important life lessons, but I learned at the end of the day, God's plan is way better than, than mine. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I am excited to talk to you today for sure. And I, I know a lot of our listeners are going to be excited to hear from you, especially about all the things you're going to share with us about anxiety. And because I know there's a lot of people that are dealing with that and a lot of kids that are dealing with that. So this is going to be really helpful. So I'm excited. But before we get into your story, I always like to put my guests on the spot and have them uh, share a joke with us because this is a podcast for kids. So do you have a joke you want to share with us today? Yeah. So actually I am a big fan of dad jokes because y'all know the dad jokes are very corny and make you kind of want to eye roll and laugh at the same time. Yes. I have two. You are more than welcome to use them later. However you guys want to do. So here we go. Um, this is the first one. Why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go golfing? I don't know. Okay. Okay, in case they get a hole in one. <laughs> yeah, golf joke. <laughs> Woo, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, and then here's another one. I know y'all, these are terrible. Um, if April showers bring Mayflowers, what do Mayflowers bring? Is it pilgrims? It's pilgrims. <laughs> History buff right here. <laughs> That's great. Those are the those are the solid jokes that I have for you guys today. Those are good. Those are classics. I love it. Yeah. Very good. So <laughs> that's awesome. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us about being a kid. What was it like um, as a kid? Did you deal with anxiety then? You know what I did? It's interesting. You know, of course, back then we didn't know what anxiety really was and we really, we didn't talk about it as much. I, um, I have a twin brother and I am a minute older than him. So, you know, I have to hold that over his head. Yeah, you got to hold that over his head for sure. Right. <laughs> you siblings out there, you're like, yes, she's the older one. Um, so my parents, you know, they never treated either one of us any differently. I was born with a mild form of cerebral palsy and he, he wasn't. And so I never knew that I was physically different from anyone in my family, you know, because my, my parents just loved us the same. When we would go to church, I wasn't treated differently. And then all of that changed for me when I was actually in first grade. I will never forget a classmate. He gathered our entire class around me. He played baseball with my brother. He grew up in our neighborhood. And he, uh, one day he looked at me when he gathered the class around. He said, hey, Karis, why do you hold your arm up like that? you look like a bunny rabbit. And he started hopping around me in a circle, laughing and making fun of me and everybody joined in. And that was the first moment that I realized, Hey, something is different with me. Uh, and I felt that pain of rejection and I laughed along with everybody cause I didn't want them to see me crying. Mm -hmm. I had to see, you know, how it hurt me. And I thought I had to hide it. And, you know, I went home that day. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell the teacher because for like so many of us, you know, when we're kids, we're afraid of what might happen, the what ifs, will it make it worse? Will they believe me? Um, you know, will it happen again? And I remember all through my childhood, I began to put this pressure on myself to not be put in that situation again, to have it all together, to only do the things that I felt I could be perfect, honestly, to be perfect at. And there would be many times I would lay in the bed at night and my heart would race 
and I didn't know what was going on and that made me feel more scared and I couldn't really breathe really well. Um, and that added on to the fear. And um, fifth grade, I had severe migraines because I was being bullied again and my peripheral vision went uh, and I thought I was going blind because wow. I was holding on to all this pressure and they, my parents took me to the doctor and he said, um, you're, this is anxiety. And I felt relieved that it was there, that it was named, you know, that it wasn't just something that I was making up in my head, right. but there was no, um, so this is how you respond to it. This is how you deal with it. It was just given a name. And so all through my life, even on up into as an adult, I was still dealing with this anxiety, still pushing down, still hiding, not letting anyone in afraid that I was going to disappoint my parents that God was even going to see me as a failure and that I couldn't even tell him that I couldn't talk to him about it. Um, and it caught up with me as an adult and it moved from anxiety for me into depression, feeling, you know, just hopeless. And, but in that God reached down and he said, you're not alone and I love you and I have a plan for you and I'm not mad at you. Um, and that began a healing and re restoration process for me and just realizing, Hey, there are others, there are kids out there who feel, anxious. There are adults, yeah. there are parents, um, and we need help. We need to know we're not alone, that there are ways to cope, that it is okay to talk to a counselor. It is okay to talk with doctors, to talk with our children's pastors, with our, um, our pastors of our church and say, Hey, this is a struggle that I have. And to know that we are created to walk through that together. We'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. Thank you for sharing that, by the way, that that's really powerful. And, and that's so hard to hear when people get bullied, but it's so sad to think that there's so many people that deal with it. And like you said, they don't want to make it worse. So they don't tell anyone. And so it's the secret they carry and it's the shame and, and the hurt that they carry. And um, so will you tell us the difference between anxiety and depression? Yeah, yeah, I like that question. The simplest way that I've been able to explain it is when I was dealing and feeling that anxiety, that grip of anxiety, I felt very froggy, very jumpy, just needing to move and go, go, go. You know, you know, my heart was racing, my breathing was very rapid, very fast. I felt very fidgety. Like it just felt like I had all of this um hormone, you know, burning inside that needed to get burned, but it had nowhere to go because mm. my brain thought you need to run, you know, that fight, flight or freeze response. But in reality, I was okay. I was safe. But that anxiety made me feel that frogginess, that jumpiness. Whereas the depression, I didn't feel froggy. I felt foggy. I felt like I was in a fog all the time. I felt very down, uh, very much, um, it wasn't just sadness. It was like this dread of, I didn't want to get up out of the bed in the morning. I didn't want to face the day. I didn't think it, I was worth it 
to get up and to face the day that I was going to be a burden to the people around me. You know, I can remember telling people, I'm sorry to bother you. I'm sorry. You know, I was always apologizing and there would be times, you know, when that depression took over, it would be difficult to just get up out of the bed and do daily activities like, you know, brush my hair or brush my teeth. And I could just um, cry for no minute, for no reason. You know, it would just come out of nowhere. Um, so, and I know for anxiety and depression, either one of those can come out of nowhere. Um, and so that's kind of the difference how I try to explain the difference. Does that help? To, yeah, to see that's, I love that being froggy or being foggy and kind of knowing, cause I think, I think the other issue that we have in, um, in schools and things like that with kids is we talk about these words a lot. We don't know what they mean. And so I think a lot of times when kids feel worry or they feel, um, fearful about something, they might try to put a different label on it. Um, and so they might be dealing just with they're just fearful or they're, they're, um, nervous about something and that's not necessarily anxiety. Um, and so, but I think those are still valid feelings that people go through as they're, you know, doing things at school or doing things at church or doing things with their family or sports. They're, they're going to have these different emotions that come up. And so we just need ways to deal with them in different ways. So you have some, um, some coping skills. I'd love for you to talk about this for us. Um, learning how to cope with things like anxiety, but also as parents, how can we help our kids with that? So uh, what are some things that we could do? What are some things that kids could do um, if they feel like they're experiencing anxiety? Yeah, I, I love that question. And I love that there's this platform that can help kids and parents at the same time to know that we're on the same page mm -hmm. and we're on the same team. I think that is so helpful. And so, you know, one of the one of the things that has really been helpful when I go and I teach, uh, talk to kids in schools is is learning these practical skills. So kids, while you're listening, you can practice this with your parents. But uh, one of the things that is really helpful is deep breathing. The cool thing about when we take these deep breaths is there's this part in your brain called the amygdala, and that's where all of our emotions, our emotional responses are kept. And we all know when we respond out of emotion, it's not always the best way to respond. It could be irrational. It could be quick. Mm -hmm. And so by taking those deep breaths, what it does is it uh, calms the amygdala down and it turns your thinking part of your brain on and allows you to think clearly. So I like to imagine it like we love hot chocolate here at my house, especially with marshmallows in it. Yum, yes. <laughs> so if you can imagine yourself holding a cup of hot chocolate and just taking a good deep breath in and then exhaling that out. So you would take a breath in through your nose and then out through your mouth and do that about three or four times. And maybe you notice you feel uh, your heart racing, like maybe right before a test or right before you go into school, you know, or right before you walk into church and you're going to be with, with people maybe that you're not sure if you're going to know everybody. So when you take those deep breaths, it allows your brain to calm down and it allows you to have clear thoughts. And I love this scripture in Genesis 2, verse 7, that says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. So to know that when God created man, he didn't just speak us into life. He breathed his breath into us. So even when you take that breath, that's a good way to deal um, with that anxiety. That's 
That's good. And I love the idea of smelling the hot chocolate right. and cooling it down. Yeah. Isn't that good? <laughs> that's good. I'm going to carry that. I'm, I might switch my drink to coffee if that's okay. I'm going to smell the say, coffee and I'm going to blow it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> I am a coffee drinker as well. So that's a good one too. I love that. And then another fun one, which I love doing this one with kids because kids, Y'all are amazing at this already, but when we change our focus from anxious thoughts to gracious thoughts, an attitude of gratitude, I know you've probably heard us as parents say that, have an attitude of gratitude, but there are so many scientific studies that have been done that show the power of thankfulness, how when you begin to think about what you're thankful for in your life, it is this natural anxiety blocker because your brain can't think on anxious things and things you're thankful for at the same time. So while you are looking around and thinking about what are some things that I have to be thankful for when those anxious thoughts try to come in, you're blocking them. You're putting a natural block in there. There's a scripture. Y'all may know this one, 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Every time that I do this activity with kids, and I, I challenge us as parents and kids to try this together, and we say, what are some things you have to be thankful for? And they're just automatic. They are thankful for their pet, thankful for parents. They're thankful that they don't have to share a bathroom with their siblings, um, <laughs> or they're thankful for their PlayStation or their favorite cuddle that they sleep with at night. And I'll never, ever forget a little boy in third grade when I was sharing this with them, he raised his his hand really high and he said me I'm thankful for me that I'm alive and we all started laughing in the room and it was so amazing because the whole air shifted Everybody was smiling. Everybody was laughing. The kids were not, you know, laying down. It was like this energy, this burst of energy just by expressing what we have to be thankful for. So that attitude of gratitude is so powerful. You know, when you're going to school in the morning, what's one thing I have to be thankful for? When you go to bed at night, what was one good thing that happened in the day? Or maybe something good didn't happen. And, and as parents, we can talk to our kids to help shift are thinking to give yeah. them that freedom to talk about the hard thing, but then maybe to shift and say, what is something good we can learn from this? Or what's something good that we saw in the midst of this hard situation? And maybe it was that they realized they weren't alone or that there was a teacher that came to help them that they didn't think was going to be there. So by having those real conversations, allowing that space, knowing that it's okay if you don't have an answer as a parent to just listen. We don't have to be the fixer, just the listener. Mm -hmm. And then we can shift into that place of gratitude. I think that can be a powerful moment for us as parents, but for the kids to see that it's okay to have those hard situations. It's okay yeah. to have those hard conversations. And we invite that in. We want them to do that. Absolutely. And I think as parents, um, it's really 
good that we can also help them see things that they can be thankful for. Because I think sometimes, especially when you're dealing with a lot of emotions or you're dealing with something really sad, it's hard to see the good around us. And so um, having someone, a trusted adult or your parents that you can say, can you help me find something to be thankful for? I think that's okay to have that conversation too. Um, And I like that you said, like as parents, we can make this space where they can be honest and share with us, but then we also can help them see um, that there was some good that came out of it. So we don't have to stay in that. Um, we can let them have those real feelings, but we can also um, help them switch to see something that's, that was positive in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, it, I think it, about it in this way, it's good to have moments so we don't have explosions later, you know, to have mm-hmm. that moment, to let it out, let it go. So we don't explode, you know, at the most random time later. Um, so understanding that it's okay to have it, but just like you said, I love that, that we don't stay in it. I think that's really powerful. For sure. Yeah. And then uh, just a couple of other ones. And I think this one is so important. The power of community, you know, our enemy, he really wants to isolate us. He wants us to feel alone. He doesn't want us to talk to people. And we hear that voice in our head. You know, if you tell somebody, they're going to make fun of you. If you share, um, you're going to get in trouble um, or they're not going to have time to talk to you. And in reality, God wants us to have community. You know, he said it's not good for man to be alone. And one of my favorite verses is Galatians 6, 2 which is where Paul tells us that we are to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So helping you guys know that it's okay to go to your parent, to go to a um, school counselor or to your friends and say, Hey, I'm having a hard time with this. Like, you know, you don't have to wait. Like you can go ahead and talk and have a community where you're not doing life alone. You weren't meant to bury the, to carry that burden along. You weren't meant to hold it inside and just keep pushing down and pushing down and trying to push through it. When you feel that need to talk about it, that's the right thing that, you know what, that could be the Holy Spirit kind of giving you a nudge to say, Hey, share, let somebody in to help you to bear this. Cause you, we don't want you to go through that alone. And I would even, you know, just as a side note, just say if if any of you have been struggling with anxiety or depression for five or six months or longer, there could be more going on there that needs the help of a, of a, of a counselor in a different way or a doctor. You know, we would do that for a broken arm or if you were having an asthma attack, we wouldn't just tell you to, to suck it up, buttercup. You know, we would <laughs> go get the help. We would do those things. So if we're going to do that for, for one part of our body, let's do that for our brains too. Um, so I think community is so powerful, you know, and even the verse in Proverbs 17 says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. This is one thing I, I will be honest. I'll be totally transparent. This has been the hardest one for me to let community in. So if anyone else feels that way, I, me too. I understand it's, it's easier for me to say, hey, tell me about what you're dealing with. Let me bear your burden because it's scary. It's scary to be vulnerable. It's scary to be transparent. But if we can push through and be vulnerable and know that there are safe people in our life, there are safe places 
we have to just take those little steps of faith and, and know that, that God is with us and he'll put those right people in our life that we can talk about it, that we can share those, um, those real feelings with, you know, we talked about earlier about how Jesus, I was sharing with you about how Jesus dealt with the overwhelm and how in Mark 14, when he's going to the garden of Gethsemane, he tells that to the disciples, you know, my soul is overwhelmed to the point of death, you know, filled with sorrow. So if Jesus can be honest, then that gives you and I the same permission and freedom to be honest about where we're at and know just as Jesus went in further and he cried out to his Abba Father, we can do the same thing. We'll be right back after this. Hey parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I love that. And and I'm I'm so thankful that God has put people in my life that are safe people for me to talk about those hard emotions. Um, and I think it, it is important. <laughs> I'm an oversharer. So while you might deal with the thing that you should share, you should talk, bring other people into your stuff. I think sometimes I have a tendency to like bring in people that don't need to be there. And so <laughs> it's, it's about discernment, I think on both sides to just ask the Lord, like, is this something that I should share with someone else? Um, or you know, who is that person that I can share these feelings with that's a safe person? I think that's really important. And like you said, if Jesus had those people that he could share, that he had feelings of anxiety and overwhelm, um, then we can, we can definitely find those people and be open about that. So that's really good. That's really good advice. Yeah, I love that. And discernment. That's a really, that's a big word. It's a big word. word. I love it. You know, and we can use that discernment from early on, even as adults, you know, we still need to use it. And uh, just one last one, I think that's really helpful is our thoughts. Have you guys ever found yourself, I call it the what if zone. What if uh, my parents forget to pick me up from school? What if no one sits with me at the lunch table? What if I get up and I give this speech and everybody laughs at me? Uh, what if I fail the test? What if I don't make the team? I call it the what if zone. Sometimes I have those what if thoughts and they always come at night, right before I want to lay down and go to bed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's just like this hamster wheel of thoughts. They just keep going and going and going. I can't turn them off. And then here come those, those symptoms, you know, the heart racing, the breath, the you know, the sweaty palms, sometimes I even feel that as well. Uh, the wanting to fidget or bite my fingernails. So how do we move out of that? What if zone where we find ourselves trying to control the future, trying to figure out things that are a few steps ahead? What can we do to get ourselves back in the present moment to kind of snap out of those thoughts? So we're not playing this, this movie in our head that, that wants to play out that may never happen. So what are some things that we can do? Well, there's this really cool uh, thing called grounding where we can use our senses. God gave us these five senses. And so if we use that, it can bring us back into our reality. You know, what are some things that you can see? And then what are some things around you right now that you can touch? What do you hear? 
Um, what can you smell? You know, and that can even be funny for some of you. You may be looking around and, you know, that gets you back into that reality with some laughter. And then what can you taste? What did you have for breakfast? What are you going to have for lunch? When you think about those things by using your senses, it gets you out of the what if zone and puts you into what is my reality right now? Because that's where we want to be. We don't want to be in the future because we know the good news is God is in control and he's got all that, you know, in his hands. And I would even say, you know, sometimes for, for kids, I can remember, I would always be nervous when I would have to be separated from my parents because I wasn't sure about what would happen. Have a plan. You know, as parents, if we know we may be later than usual, go ahead and talk with your kids about that and say, I have to work 15 extra minutes today. So I may be a little late. So if I'm not there at the normal time, this is why. Um, or have them, you know, have a person if they need to check, you know, to make sure their parents are okay. If it's really bothering them, have that person they can go to and say, hey, can you just text my parents and just, you know, check in. I just need to do a check in. Like those things are okay. So when we have that plan, it helps our kids to stay grounded in the moment. And then too, Philippians 4.8 says, uh, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. So if you feel those anxious thoughts trying to take over, even if you have to just kind of put a stop sign up and say, no, I'm aware that that's an anxious thought. I know that that's not a healthy thought. So I'm going to shift and I'm going to think on things that are true, that are lovely, that are excellent. You know, you can think about what God has done in your life. And you can think about maybe some stories from the Bible that you learned from. And even, I'll be honest, sometimes I have to Google and say, what does God's scripture say about me? Well, we know in Psalms, it says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So just begin to find those ways to take those thoughts captive and replace them. Um, and so that helps you get out of that what if zone and into the what is. And if you have to write it down on a piece of paper, get rid of those negative thoughts and then throw them away and then write down the truth, the truth of what God says about you, um, that can be very helpful. And I would even share, you know, for parents, if you have found that nighttime can be hard for us, even in our home, nighttime is really hard. Uh, that seems to be when the conversations about everything need to happen because everybody has slowed down. Um, and sometimes uh, for us, for our kids, going to sleep is a struggle. Um, so what we have been doing, and of course it, it may not be pretty or aesthetically pleasing to the eye, but my, my kids, if they're struggling with fear or wondering that they don't have friends um, or you know maybe they're afraid of the dark. So what we'll do is, this is where the Google comes into place. We'll Google scriptures for that, for sleep or for fear or for friendships. And we'll write them and we'll tape them to the walls. So that way my kids can see the scripture and see what is true and see this is what God says about me. So every time they walk into their room and every time they get ready for bed, they're seeing truth. They're reading truth and that's what their brains and their bodies are computing. And that can begin to change those, those negative anxious feel of thoughts. Yeah. I, I love that idea of putting just those notes. And I, I've had a few guests that come on that talk about how that's how they kind of deal with different things um, is po like putting Bible verses where they can see it just in their closet or in their bathroom or in their room, just places where they need to be reminded of those things. I also think um, for me, journaling is 
kind of hard. Like I, I, I think it's a good thing, but it's hard. Like my hand cramps up and I can't think of what to write next, but even just writing out a sentence, like I felt like this today and then putting some truth to that, like, but what do I know about God? Um, or what's something that is good about the situation. So even like writing it down gives you that way to touch it, to make it more tangible than just being a thought that runs laps in your mind. That's good. Yeah. And it gets it out. And I, you know, sometimes I have found with others who say that if they can draw a picture, that they can draw how they feel, but they want to shift it into what's, you know, true. What does God's word say by drawing? They may not like to write, but a lot of people are, they like to draw on there. You're really good at drawing. I can't draw more than a stick person and (laughs) goodness, my stick person is not very good either. So, you know, even just putting that pen to paper, there's something about it, how it connects to your brain and it just allows that, that shift and it allows you to calm and it allows you to say, Hey, here's truth. And we know a lot of things in this world has changed. It's been inconsistent. It's been thrown at us. But the amazing thing about God is nothing has changed about him. Nothing has changed about his word. So we know we can always go to him. We can always go to his truth and know if it was true thousands of years ago, the awesome thing is, is that it is still true for you and me today. That's right. That's so good. Um, and you have written some books. I want to talk about this for sure before we're, uh, before we close out, because you've written a couple of books for kids, um, that deal with anxiety. Can you talk about that a little bit and tell us about your books? Absolutely. So, um, a couple of years ago, I actually wrote a book for adults called Anxiety Elephants, and it was a 31-day devotional sharing my experience and how, how we can work through that anxiety and overcome. Um, and the anxiety elephant is just that visual of how anxiety feels like an elephant that sits on your chest. And as hard as you push along, you just cannot get it out uh, off of you. And so my kids said after that book came out, Mom, can you write a book like this with words we can understand? And so that really, the Lord used them to plant a seed in my heart um, to write again. I thought I was done. I thought I was done after one book and the Lord said, Nope, Nope, you're not done. Um, and so there, I have two books uh, out for tweens, that eight to 12 year old range. Uh, and it is also anxiety elephants for tween boys and tween girls. And it's a 90 day devotional. And it just gives the, they're very simple daily devotionals where there's a scripture and we kind of go in, dive into that scripture. And I share some personal stories of how anxiety affected me as a child in my life. And then at the end of each day, there is a prayer and I call it a stomp step because you're stomping out that anxiety. It's an action step, just little tiny little steps to take. Cause sometimes, you know, when you feel that anxiety, you feel anxious, you want to take an action, but you, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to respond. So it's just these little daily actions to take. And a lot of them are fun. Uh, some of them is like playing flashlight tag with your friends or playing with uh, just different sensory things, bubble wrap. Sorry, parents, but there is a bubble wrap uh, action step in there. <laughs> Um, you know, just fun things that kids like. And there is a, a spot in there where you can journal. You can write a sentence. Um, you can draw. Um, or you don't have to do anything on that. And it's just to really, you know, share those examples. There's a lot in there about fear, how you feel fear, maybe when you feel anxious or you're dealing with some bullying, social media, um, test anxiety. I even share a story in there. Guys, I failed my driver's test the first time that I took it because of anxiety. The lady told me to turn left. I heard her, but I turned right. And then it just went all downhill from there. (laughs) So it's just fun, you know, just relatable stories 
and it, it encourages the kids to talk about it, to have conversations, and it's written to the kids. So if they want to go through the book by themselves, they can. If parents want to join in, you want to do it as a family, you can do it as a family. And then, you know, if children's pastors are like, hey, let's use this as a small group. Let's use this as a curriculum. That is an option as well. But it's really written straight to the kids, kids straight to your hearts, y'all. And just to say, hey, I get it. I know what it's like. I know what it feels like. You're not alone. God is not mad at you and he's going to help you walk through this journey every step of the way. That is so good. And what a great resource that is. You have a book. So it's a separate book for boys and a separate book for girls. So they both have something they can look at. Right. It's just for them. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for doing that and, and sharing that with us today. And I've loved learning about your story. Thank you for being on the podcast today. I've had so much fun. Thank you for letting me be, be myself and just share. This is me. This is the real, real me. <laughs> I love it. Well, before I let you go, I always like to ask my guests to share a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a memory you want to share with us today? I do. My, my sweet dad. So he, we went to Disney World one time as a family. Once. We, we only went one time. I was six years old. And uh, my poor dad, we rode nothing, literally. We rode nothing when we went. Um, he did get my twin brother all the way up to the front of the line um, to ride Space Mountain. And then he heard everyone screaming, of course, having fun. And he was like, no, no, I'm not riding. I'm not. So they had to come all the way back out. But a few years ago, my dad, we all went to Disney World together. And I rode Space Mountain with him to say, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> you spent that money and we didn't ride. But we've done that together uh, now as adults. So. I can't believe I missed out on that as a kid, but yeah, we walked around Disney World. And just nothing appealed to you? Like even the small rides didn't didn't sound Uh, good? Let's see. I remember we we rode, it's a small world. Uh, We rode the carousel a lot. We rode that one a lot and we rode Dumbo, but like all the fun, amazing rides, you didn't do it. (laughs) You're like, no, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, anxiety. I'm sure it had everything to do with anxiety. See, it made me miss out on all this fun As a kid, I know. And then now my kids, they love it. They think it is like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, if I would have known then to just push through, to take the deep breaths, to breathe in the hot chocolate, you know, and just to be like, we're safe. We're okay. I could have, I could have known then what I know now about the fun of, um, of roller coasters. We love it. (laughs) That's awesome. Your poor dad. Well, I'm so glad that you finally got on Space Mountain. That's such good news that you made it. (laughs) Well, thank you again, Karis, for being on the show today. This was a lot of fun. Yes, thanks for having me. That was so helpful. I am so thankful that she was able to share with us today. I love when she was telling us the difference between anxiety and depression. Anxiety feels like a frogginess, a fidgetiness to jump and move and rapid breath, whereas depression feels more foggy. You feel down or you're dreading facing the day. Those are good ways to indicate if that's something you're experiencing and maybe need to talk with someone about. She also gave us some great ways to cope with anxiety. I loved the idea of taking deep breaths, like holding the hot chocolate, breathing it in and blowing it out. And practicing gratitude as a family is another great way to cope. 
community is also a great way to cope. We are not alone and we need to make sure we have those people around us that we can share with. So finding those safe people, those friends or safe adults that you can talk to and moving out of the what if zone. That's a place we can all get stuck. You can do that by grounding where you just try to experience your five senses in the present moment. And then I love the idea of having a plan as a family. That really does help people with anxiety to know that there's something in place and something they can rely on. You know, it's okay to seek help and talk to someone. She said, just like if we were to seek help for a broken arm or a broken leg, why wouldn't you do the same thing for your brain? So if you do feel like this is something that you're struggling with, it's okay to talk to someone about it and let them know. Don't keep it to yourself. This is something important that you should share. If you are an older elementary or middle schooler listening, her new books are a great resource for someone that feels like they might be experiencing anxiety. And it's a devotional. So it turns your heart to God and it keeps your mind focused on truth. You can find more about her books at her website, karasnyder.com, or check out her social media on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. And I'm so thankful I get to share this from my friend Eva, who is from Ukraine. She is sharing with us John 316 in her language. Иоанна 3:16. Ибо так возлюбил Бог мир, что отдал Сына Своего единородного, дабы всякий верующий в Него не погиб, но имел жизнь вечную. Спасибо, Eva. Thank you so much for sharing that. If you would like to be on the podcast too, I would love for you to send in your recording of your favorite Bible verse or your favorite joke or maybe a quote that you like from a book or movie. You can find ways to send that to me through my social media. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. You can also go to my website, thecollidekidspodcast.com to learn more. Hey, if you are interested in supporting the podcast, here's a few ways you can do that. First, be sure to like and subscribe and follow this podcast so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using and leave a rating and a review. When you do that, it really does help people find out about the show. You can also share this episode with friends and family and tell them why you like to listen. Or you can go to my website and click the link that says buy me a coffee. Well, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope that this week, as you're dealing with lots of feelings of anxiety, I hope that you turn to the Lord. Remember that he's with you. He loves you. And if you will join me in praying for the people of Ukraine, they are going through so much right now. And I'm so thankful that we get to link arms with them in prayer and support. In case no one has told you today, I would love to be the first to remind you over and over again that God loves you so much. Thanks for listening. Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River Mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mack. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.